Welcome to On The Mic With Mike. We don't always have these conversations with our loved ones, but we need to. The podcast that addresses controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system. Do you understand what we had to get to to carry a gun and defend ourselves? And even cultural challenges we face every day. People just love to make it about race. That's not the case. What causes you to be in a relationship that may lead to a potential domestic issue down the line? Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from an independent perspective based on facts and data. Why not use statistics in your analysis? And now your host. Do I seem like I'm on something or am I just losing it? Instructor Mike. We're back. Earlier I was streaming and I was talking about um, Brooks. What's his name? Daryl Brooks. Sentenced to a million years in prison. And of course this is obviously an exaggeration. But sentenced to Damn near a million years in prison for what happened in Waukesha County, Wisconsin. So I'm going to let you all come in. I'm going to let you all come in. I don't have no fancy introduction, nothing like that. I'm just waiting for things to kind of kick up. Hey, Shanice, what's going on? Just waiting for things to kind of kick up. I guess my instructor mic page hadn't popped up because once it does, I see them numbers popping up. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Can I not go live on my instructor mic page? Was Okay, there we go. <clears throat> Let's see some numbers coming through. You say it's not up yet? I don't see it up either. But it says it's... Hmm. Mr. Trump, are you going to come here with Governor DeSantis? No, get out of here. Yeah, it just says upcoming. Yeah, it doesn't even show that I'm live. And that's weird. Boy, I don't have no socks hat. You see that right there? My memories of Chicago is Wrigley Field. Nothing against the nothing, nothing against the Chicago White Sox, but I'm a Cubby. Always have been from Andre Dawson, Mark Grace, Ryan Sandberg. I'm a Cubby. I don't know nothing about the Sox except they won a championship in 2005. I may have to. I don't know why it's not even coming up. Hey, what's going on? We're back. Yeah, my instructor mic page is not even. Was it upcoming for? It said 904. And I don't know why it's not even live. 
Well, I know you all see me live. You said the sky. <laughs> I wish I did paint that, Maya. I did not paint that. I did not paint that. I'm I'm transparent. I am transparent. So let me see if I can tilt my camera just a little bit to tell you what I did paint. Right. So I didn't paint that one. I didn't paint. I bought that one. I bought that one too. Right. Oh, right there. That one I did not paint. I painted this one. I did not buy that one. I mean, I bought that one. I painted that one right there. So that one I did paint. I painted that one right over there. I painted that one. I painted that one. I painted that one over there. You can't see. And it's, oh, it's live on the other page. Okay, I saw it pop up. Yeah, it's live now. Okay, I saw it pop up. Um, and then there's other ones along my wall that I did paint. Yeah, so. All right. Oh, yeah, the numbers popped to 107. All right, so that, that's more like it. That's more like it. Let's talk about it, y'all. Let's talk about it. Let me turn my camera back this way just a little bit. Okay, here we go. Good. All right, here we go. Let's talk about it. So we are going to talk about, let me find this picture of her because um, one, it's important to find that picture of her. That is absolutely important. We are talking about Shanquella. I got to get her last name. Don't beat me up. I just, I don't want to say I just learned about it, but I kind of just learned about it and I did some research on it. I mean, Give me one minute. Indulge me for a minute. Give me one minute because I got to find a screen I don't want to take down. I got so many doggone windows open, but Shanquilla Robinson. Yes. Shanquilla Robinson. So let me find the image. Yes. Very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Yeah, let me see. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so let me share this, and then we will go into discussion. And I want you all to, I'm going to drop the link. If you, matter of fact, I'm going to ask you all if you want to come up. If you want to come up, I'll drop the link, and we can have that discussion. Yes, we're back again, okay? I see you all with the hashtag justice for Shanquilla, and I don't know if... I want to be the one to deliver some news that's not going to be pleasing. I don't know if justice is going to be had in this situation. And here's the reason I say this. Not that I don't want that to happen. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, I'm going to accept the cookies, okay? What I'm saying is there are some questions that I am going to ask. No, I don't want this. It's an ad. Move out the way. All right. So the ad is there. I can't do shit about it. All right. <clears throat> Long and short of it, you've already heard about the situations that took place with this. Right. She went with friends. And I, I, I'm not liking the ads, but it's unfortunate. Right. She went with friends to Mexico. It was supposed to be a birthday trip. Mm -hmm. 
And on this birthday trip, there is a video. I will not show that video. You're going to have to look it up. The reason I don't want to show the video is I don't want my page to get flagged for violence. I just don't want that to happen. Okay. But you're more than welcome to go look up the video. So she goes on a trip with friends. And when she goes on this trip with friends, these friends beat, you know, there's a situation that takes place. Now, it's alleged at first they call mom and tell mom about alcohol poisoning or, you know, her resting or something in relation to or something in relation to alcohol. And then the next call her mother gets, her mother finds out that her daughter has been taken from this earth. They state at first that it has something to do with alcohol poisoning. But then she later finds out, no, 2430 on the train doesn't represent anything. It was from a picture that I, it's just the number of a train. She comes to later find out that Shanquilla had her neck broken and her spine broken. Now, when I heard of the situation, the homicide detective in me was like, how do you get that kind of trauma without having any facial body signs of defense, bruises, contusions? Then reading later in other reports, we find out that this is the case that there were contusions and bruises and obvious signs of death by homicide where the cause and manner beyond that specifically is blunt force trauma, other types of trauma that resulted in the fracture of the neck and the fracture of the spine. Now, of course, I'm going to look at your comments. And if you want to drop the, if you want me to drop the link, I'll drop the link. Okay, so you all can come up. You said, did I watch the young man's live stating his side of the story? What do I think about that? No, I didn't. I'm just going to, I'm just going to provide you a perspective based on my knowledge of homicide investigations and politics. Homicide investigations and politics. That's the whole purpose of my live. I don't want to go hear their side of the story because there's three sides to every story. Her side, which we'll never hear of. Their side, which they're putting out there. And the truth. Now, any person who has a lawyer worth their salt will say, don't go live. Because that's a statement you're locked into. Right? Not the link for the video. I'm talking about drop the link so you can come up here and talk. I'll drop the link so you can join the show and talk. Right? 
Anybody with a, and I'll read the comments shortly. Anybody with a lawyer, the lawyer would have said, don't go live. That's a statement. You're going to get locked into that. You don't know where this is going. But here's something people have not taken into consideration. The United States of America and the Estados Unidos Mexicanos, which is the United States of Mexico, for the lack of a better term, the country of Mexico, has a bilateral extradition treaty. And in this bilateral extradition treaty, you mainly see the United States going into Mexico to retrieve its fugitives, other American citizens, or the Mexican authorities convincing, pushing Americans who are escaping from, you know, justice back over to the United States. But what you don't see is, and I'm going to go a little racial here, so let's, we're, we're free. What you don't see is Pedro Gonzalez Morales going to the United States to say, we want to extradite these American citizens to investigate the death of another American citizen. Quote me, check me if I'm wrong. And don't just tell me I'm wrong. Put a link up there. Put a name up there. Put a date up there so I can research it so I can see if I'm wrong. But I've done my research. You don't see the Mexican government coming to the United States saying, we are going to prosecute one American citizen who committed a homicide against another American citizen on our soil. What is the Mexican government's interest in doing so? I'm not saying she doesn't deserve justice, but we're talking about the likelihood of this happening. This reminds me of another story. Do you remember Justice for Kanika Jenkins? How many of you all were following me during that time? When I said there will be no justice, why won't there be any justice? Because while the activists were protesting the hotel, thinking that it was a white man cover-up, Remember I told you it was the friends? Remember I told you that mama should have been up there? I'm struggle streaming right now, but we're coming back shortly. Remember when I told you mama should have been up there with Kanika, stopping Kanika from taking her car and going to the hotel with all these Friends, how many of you all saw the pictures 
of young Kanika as a decedent in the freezer. She was wearing her Jordans. I remember it distinctly because being former homicide, I look for things. Do you remember the condition of her waistband and her pants? Do you remember that if you look at certain things of her fingers, there appeared to have been signs of a struggle? So what I proposed happened is the theory that made the most sense. Her friends did it. One of those friends followed her because she was so drunk and that happened. And to this day, no one is saying anything. There is no justice. And guess who else is not being held accountable? Mama. I hate to say this, and I'm going to be vilified. But as an advocate for children, as an advocate for the young people in our community, moms, you may not like me. That's okay. I love you. You are the heads of our household. Whatever you don't teach us, when life shoves a pencil in our hand, we will not have a dot to connect. When we have trauma and the need to be needed, we don't have eyes and ears for those people who are using the friendship feeling game to trap us into situations that we can't get out of. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? What's the Mexican constitution? Remember in our community, it's F the police straight down from the underground. And I get the reason behind it. But here is what happens when you don't understand American justice. So if you don't understand the Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution, if you don't understand the Bill of Rights in the United States Constitution, if you don't understand the state constitution, if you don't understand the criminal code and the statutes and the case law, where you are, and that's in the United States of America. I know you don't understand Mexican politics. I know you don't understand that the Mexican government has absolutely zero political interest in solving this homicide. They have zero political interest in solving this homicide. Zero. You will not see this televised on Telemundo. You won't see it.
They have zero interest in it. If you watch that video, she didn't put up a fight. Could have been the case that she felt she was outnumbered. It could have been the case where she might have been, and I'm telling you this from my experience as a homicide detective, after hearing what I heard in this, I heard the young lady who was fighting her saying, talk words to the effect of, talk that shit now. So if in fact, she was the antagonist, maybe the reasons the friends did not jump in because it was a one-on-one -on -one fight that got out of hand. I've seen stranger things happen. A one-on-one -on -one fight that went too far. She couldn't recover. They had to find something to do with the body. They could have thrown the body. They could have hid the body. They could have done other things that could have caused the neck and spine, neck and spine, two major fractures, two, two. It could have been a fight that went too far that was one-on-one. -on -one. And so I'm reading your comments. I'm going to react to them now. Tamela said they could have, they should have stopped it when they saw she wasn't fighting back. That's not cool at all. Unreasonable expectations fuel unreasonable emotions. Unreasonable emotions fuels irrational behavior. We are not a community. We don't have families. We have relatives. We live close together. So for you and anyone else to expect that we should do something, you're not wrong, you're very right. But are we? No, that is not how we are built today. That is not how we are built today. We are designed today to destroy each other and deny the fact that we do it. Every year, we hate to hear the homicide statistics of us deleting us. We will cry justice for this beautiful young lady. But that's as far as it goes.
And so if you think that Juan Gonzalez Morales, that's not his name, I'm just going there, is going to come over to Attorney General Merrick Garland, the United States Attorney General. And if you think that they are going to call for these ladies and men of the black community whose value in America is questionable. If you think that they are going to get into a diplomatic war with the United States to bring these black folks back to Mexico, you're set to prosecute the homicide of someone who was not a citizen and a taxpayer of the state or the country of Mexico, the state wherein it occurred, you are sadly mistaken. It's not going to happen. If it does, I'll be surprised. I'm going to drop the link. I want to see who's going to come up and even talk about this. By the way, if you're watching, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. It's on multiple channels. It's on Facebook. If you're on YouTube, dad, I wish I knew. Hit the like button, subscribe button. Instructor Mike, same thing. If you don't mind, I'm going to drop the link. See who wants to come up. See who wants to discuss this. Let's talk about it. This is childhood trauma. We need to talk about this. Because I'm telling you this, ladies, love you. How many of you ladies, when you're trying to push towards being successful, when you're trying to push towards doing good things and breaking generational curses, the person that you think is your friend who you have told your secrets to, confided with, have turned their back on you. How many times have I said it? And there are people in the comments who have been in my concealed carry classes. There are people who have been on my lives who heard me say, trauma hides in happiness. Trauma hides in happiness. Trauma hides in happiness. You want happiness and you're searching for happiness in friendship instead of a healthy relationship where it's reciprocal. How many people elevate quickly a person to the title of friend when that should be something you should earn? That should be something that you should earn. You should not just automatically bestow the title of friend to someone simply because you share the same interest. This person should have to earn by their works that title of friend, and it shouldn't be the next title that they earn. The, everyone starts out as an associate. 
everyone starts out as an associate. I've dropped the link. If you want to come up and cam up, you're more than welcome. Everyone starts out as an associate. Then they graduate to friendly associate. Then after some time and after some more work, after some more questioning, after some more, here we go. I'm about to drop this bomb right here. You must look into their family credit report. Loyalty cannot be something that you can buy. Loyalty has to be something that is taught. You must examine the outcomes of their fathers, the outcomes of their mothers, the outcomes of their brothers, cousins, sisters, aunties, and relationships. Relationships. If they don't have resources, they have a hard time with relationships because you can't get resources without relationships. If all they want to do is cut somebody off, that means they have no relationship building skills within them. So if they are quick to cut people off, what makes you think they won't use you? What makes you think they won't sell you the car they know you will drive? If you are not realistic about the traumas that reside within you, that is also how your friend may be using you. Some of you got friends right now using you. And you don't even know it because you like what you're getting out of them. And they are using you whole time. They are using you. And don't get me wrong, there's positive uses. We are using each other right now to share information. That's a positive use. You're depositing in me. I'm depositing in you. It's reciprocal. But some of you give, 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 and constantly give. We don't know about the traumas that this young lady was going through. But some of you have friends because we all have that need to want to belong. And if you say you don't, you lie because you don't understand Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But how are your friends using you? I want you to think about that now. I want you to think about how your friends are using you. Hey, Mike, wouldn't a better approach be there's a using and a abusing of your trauma? You can, you can use and build off of somebody's trauma, but then you can abuse somebody's trauma and use that against them. I would argue that both of them sounds the same. Both of them sounds the same because if I'm using and building off of your trauma, that's still a negative role because I don't want to build off of someone's trauma. That's a negative way of using them. See, the thing is, I will say this, and I'll... I'll Different word because as you were saying, it, there can be a good way of doing it. And like for me, um, right now we're driving to Nevada and one of my triggers, motorcycles on the road. 
So my husband can warn me of, hey, there's a motorcycle coming and he can do it in a manner where he's taunting me or he can use it in a manner of letting me know so I can prepare. Are you driving? I'm not driving. He is. Now, I'm not talking about at present. I'm talking about in your hypothetical. Are you driving? Either way, wouldn't matter. That's not okay. So I asked you a specific question because in your hypothetical, right. it sounded so, like you were driving. So are you driving? So in the hypothetical, yes, I'm driving. I know because the words that you said alluded to you driving. So right. you said your husband could use it negatively or use it positively. If right. he uses it negatively and you react and you run off the road and, and slam dead head first into a truck tractor semi trailer, do you both die? Well, yeah, but he could also do it if he's trying to do it in a positive manner of letting me aware because it's trigger. But in your hypothetical, and everybody, if you look at the comments, everybody else is saying the same thing as it relates to building off of that trauma. Building off of that trauma doesn't sound positive. It sounds extremely negative. Right. And so that's a wrong word. Um, consider the trauma. Okay, that's a better Factor one. in the trauma. Uh-huh. Understand the trauma. Acknowledge the trauma. But here's Validate this. the trauma. Here's this. Which one takes time? Remember, we've talked about this, right? They both do. When you think about it, and I'm going to take it back to the Black community, because this is a conversation that me and I, yep, absolutely. you are extreme because this is not exclusive to the black community, but this is that conversation. When absolutely. your mom say she don't have time, when your daddy say he don't have time, when your auntie and your grandmother, look, I ain't got time to talk to you about this. How many times I got to say it over and over again? Do what I say and you just stop acting crazy. I ask you this. It takes time to teach. It takes time in your hypothetical to even recognize your trauma and learn how to deal with it in a manner that doesn't get him hurt and you hurt too. But if he was just to label it, it takes no time to do that. And a lot of people don't build on their friendships. See, here's this. I'm going to say some stuff and it's going to piss some folks off, but it is what it is. No one relies on faith more than an insecure person. What do I mean? The faith to believe that you're not going to screw me over. The faith to believe that if we go on this trip, you have my best intentions. The faith to believe that you're going to be a good friend to me because we look the same. We got the same likes. We got the same BBL. We got the same, you see what I'm saying? I'm, why did I throw that in? Absolutely. Because those are values. Those oh, yeah. are, I didn't say those are value sets. Those are things that people value. How you look, what you like, what you wear, what type of man you like, what type of woman you like, what places you like to go to, what things you like. Things you like doesn't mean this is your friend. 
Things you like doesn't mean this is your friend. Oh, exactly. You know how easy it is for me to look at you and study you and study your habits to simply find a way to incite the things that are obvious about you right. that you like to build a relationship with you for other disastrous purposes that you don't see because I have eyes and ears for the trauma you deny exist. I can almost guarantee you that the type of friend that you should have had with you was the one who was the most critical of you, who not only had criticism, but had advice as to how you could be better. How many people in her friend circle said, hey, don't go with them because they don't mean you well. Don't go with them because they've been talking about you behind your back. But fuck that. They also told me, you don't like me. So I'm going to cut you the fuck off. Clean the fuck off. And I'm going to go on ahead and buy, bitch. Can't nobody judge. I right, fuck that. Because all you got is criticism. And you just mean me hard. Because you always telling me what I'm doing wrong. And then you are being gassed up by these people who are telling you that you're doing right to feed your ego just to get you in the spot where they can snuff you out. If a person is always telling you that you're doing it right, when you are, this young lady was 25 years old, you cannot tell me she didn't have any childhood trauma. There, uh, hey Mike, there are a lot of different articles Jim, online. Jim, Some Jim, 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 you ain't uh, you ain't obviously been to a black church. Excuse I'm gonna, you, me? I'm, I'm gonna give you a little lesson. Um, Mike, Hold you on. might want to back up a second. Who knows what I'm talking about? When the spirit is in the message, you don't you. You let it sizzle. And if Jen don't ever come back, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And I wish you well. But when the spirit is in the message, you let it sizzle. You let it know she didn't she didn't take it racially. I went there. Jen provides wonderful commentary, but sometimes you gotta, it's like ladies, you know how you play double dutch right back in the day when that was a thing. You gotta wait to get in, otherwise, you'll mess it up. How many people in your life have been telling you that you've been doing things right and you've been doing this and you've been doing that and have been gassing you up for the journey that they see you going down, knowing that that journey is going to lead you to a place where it's going to be bad, but you don't have eyes and ears for that. You didn't see it. 
You didn't see it. You didn't see it. A person will sell you a car they know you will drive. They will sell you a car they know you will drive because they know you will drive it. And how do they know you're going to drive it? Hold on for a minute. No need to apologize, period. You are very much valued, period. You are always still welcome here, period. Always, period. You're welcome to come back up now. It's no issue, period. But it's just learning when to cut in. That's all it is, period. I value you. You are always welcome here. You see what I'm saying? If you want to call in and share your thoughts, I dropped the link. I don't know why I didn't post up on Instructor Mike. If you are on my Mike Brown page, you might want to go to YouTube and go to Instructor Mike or my new page for this content, Dad, I Wished I Knew. You go to that page, you'll be able to see the link. I don't know why it didn't show up in the Brown Mike page, but neither here nor there. Yeah, go there, and then you'll get the link, and you'll be able to cam up. I want you all to share your thoughts. This is a very ugly situation. It absolutely is. But there are some lessons that could come out of this, because the likelihood, the likelihood of her getting justice is probably not going to happen. The United States of America cannot investigate. To my recollection, they, they have no jurisdiction to investigate crimes that took place on foreign soil unless there are certain types of agreements. And I remember when I was in the military, those of you who are my battle buddies, those of you who are my soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coast guardsmen, space guardians, y'all ain't been nowhere yet. Screw it, Trekkies, whatever. I don't know. Am I doing it right? I'm doing it wrong. How many times did First Sergeant say on Friday, and I'm not talking about CONUS. I'm not talking about the continental United States. I'm talking about OCONUS outside of the continental United States. How many times did first sergeant or sergeant major or chief master sergeant or chief petty officer, whatever the rate was, chief, senior chief, force master chief, right? How many times did they tell you, you can go ahead and take your ass out there on this foreign soil and think you can do whatever the fuck you want? And they didn't curse, but I'm taking those liberties. Um, the status of forces agreement can only do so much. And what that is, is we're in a host country and 
you're an American, you did something out there. We kind of got an agreement that whatever you do out there, we're going to prosecute you according to the regulations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. But that has limitations. You can go out here and take your ass off base and think you're going to do whatever you want to do in their country. Oh, Sherry, you know, you know I'm saying the language. Oh, right? You go on here and take yourself out there and think you do whatever the fuck you want to whole time. Ho, ho, ho. What they say, they told us in Japan, don't get caught up in any crimes because we have zero jurisdiction. They will lock you up and charge you. You will be stuck in jail for years. And then after that, you get out here and you act crazy. We will not be coming to get you. And see, the problem is with you Americans, us Americans, and I'm going to go there and say it, black Americans too. It's worse with us, especially if we're not used to traveling outside the country. Oh, you think you an American. I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the man who died, who gave that life to me. And I gladly stand up. Yo, yeah, you proud. Oh, you proud. Till your ass get locked up by the police. <laughs> the policia. Till your ass get locked up by the... Oh, you think... You think uh, the canines in the United States are something. You haven't met land sharks. Oh, that's the German canine on steroids. You talking about some, hey, I know my rights. You forgot what country you in, fool. You're not in the United States of America. You are not in the United States of America. You are in Estados Unidos, Mexicanos. You are in Deutschland. You are in a whole nother country. We don't rock the way you all do. We're in a political agreement with you. But ask Brittany Griner. Nish, nish, nosh, nish, 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 nish. Yeah, you learning the American anthem in Russia. Oh, you learn, I'm telling you, you think you cool till you find yourself going over to another country dealing with their issues finding out what their laws are. And so you used to, oh, we got our passports. A, 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 A. You got your passport. And now you going out of country as an American whole time, you don't understand that you still represent America. I remember, and I'm going to welcome you to the stage, Miss Stutz. I remember when we, I was a young, what, private? I was stationed in Germany. 
And I remember going out Friday. Oh, I couldn't wait. I had my little Volkswagen over in Germany. You know, Volkswagen is kind of like your Ford. Those of y'all rocking, I got a Benz. Boy, that's an everyday car in Germany. You ain't doing shit when you go to the country that make them. Right. Then you got your Beamers, BMWs. I had one of them too. And you can't wait to go off and go to the clubs. Oh, man. Mm, I got stories in Germany. Oh, my Lord. I won't tell them all. But when you go, you typically going with other people in your company, your battalion, whatever, people you know probably on base. And in Germany, we not all in one base. You got Bomb Holder, Kaiser Slauten, um, Rheinmain, Ramstein, Heidelberg. You got different bases in different areas in Germany. And so you going out having fun. And me, I wasn't a drinker. I didn't. And even to this day, if I do drink, I got to be in a place where I'm secure. Because different people react differently when you drunk. And so first sergeant would tell us when you go out, you got to watch out for the Turks. And it was others too. I won't say the names, but you got to watch out. Meanwhile, you having a good time. And I'm telling you, black men are loved over there in Germany. Black men are loved over there in Germany. So you over there, you having fun. The stories are true. They are fucking true. Whole time, guess who's spotting on you? Guess who plotting on you? And they watching you too. They watching you. I remember it was me. I ain't going to say their names. But we sitting here watching them. And we watching them watch us. We already had our exfil plan. Exfil is short for exfiltration. We already know how we getting out. So I'm telling you, you cool in the United States. But even in the United States, you can't rock like that. In the black community, you can't go to every, yes, what you say, Magdalena. My husband used to say the same thing. He was in the army. You can't sit there and just go anywhere, not even in the, you say you're going to jump on in a minute? Cool. You can't just go anywhere, not even in the hood. You got certain spots you can go to, certain spots you can't go to. It's the same way even in the hood. You got to learn how to move around. And you know who I blame for not teaching her that? Mama, mama, you know I, lo I love you. And y'all hate that. Y'all hate it when I sit there and say, mama, Mike, you must hate women. No, man, I'm telling you, I love women. I love you all. Let me tell you why I love you. And then I'm going to land and let you let you speak, Miss Stutz. Thank you for coming back. 
I'm going yeah. to tell you why I love you. You just don't understand your value. Whether or not a woman can raise a boy to be a man is another topic and another debate for another person, another channel, another place, another time. But you all, when you are qualified and knowledgeable, that's the caveat. You have the ability to teach us quality lessons, and you often do. But when you don't heal from your traumas, you don't master the trauma, and you can't teach us about it so we can be better than you. You gotta learn that it's okay. You gotta overcome your trauma so you can teach us what you didn't learn. Say you don't know, it's okay. We as children are not expecting you to be perfect. You gotta stop thinking that you're gonna be perfect. You gotta be honest with yourself. Some of y'all had us for your self-esteem. So you can't stand to see us sad because when we're sad, you're sad. But the very lessons you need to teach us need to make us sad. And I'm not talking about you putting your hands on us. I'm talking about you not being afraid to crush our still evolving and learning egos so that we can learn to humble them. When you tell us you don't have time for our mess, we're supposed to make a mess. We're children. We're learning. It's strategic. It's a, it's a failure. It's a part of life. And when you say you don't have time for our mess, that lets us know you don't have your lesson planned. You don't have your lesson planned. So we can't fail in front of you because when we do, you don't have time for it. And you would likely deal with that with punishment. When you mothers mistreat your daughters, when you mothers mistreat your daughters and you are in competition with your daughters and you see your daughters trying to get out that generational curse and your daughters trying to do better than you, and you take the steps to destroy your daughter's progress, you don't understand that she's going to take that hurt and displace it in her son and her daughter. It's got to start at home. And that's where I'm laying the feet of this trauma. That's where I'm laying the feet of this trauma. Why didn't she know how to defend herself? There is a statement. And I'll end with this, I promise. Because I love that y'all came up and we're going to talk about it. There is a statement that Mad Dog Mattis said, and y'all know who I'm talking about. 
I could hear you when you spoke, Miss Tuts. But there is a statement. Be nice to everyone you meet, but have a plan to everyone you meet. How did you not have a plan to defend yourself against your friends? What were the red flags? I lamb. Y'all talk. Welcome to the stage. Okay. Hello. Um, so I'm Khadijah that was on the other page on the Facebook page. So um I had an encounter years ago similar to being almost as close. I could have been dead uh, when I was about 18. I used to hang with this girl who I was a friend to. And my grandma used to like, nah, I don't like her. But I used to always say, yeah, she's fine. She just don't have nowhere to go. I thought her parents and family didn't care for her. So over the years, I would do a hair, make her look like presentable where we would go places and she wouldn't look, you know, so bad. And once every once in a while, I would venture off into my own little thing. I became more sociable, doing hair, moving to the other parts of the city. And one time I decided to go visit her and she was with her boyfriend. And he, he was like, you know, it's good that you come around, you know. She need more friends like you because the ones she have, they always using her, asking her for money, drinking up a liquor, smoking a cigarette. You know, you are type to offer her something before you take from her. So I didn't think nothing of it. A couple of weeks go by, she invite me to a house party. And um, I don't know if you recall reading this book called The Coldest Winter Ever. Wow. But it's my sister soldier. It's like I mm -hmm. saw myself mm -hmm. in that book. It's a part where the girl she goes to try to get with the rapper, and they all these ladies stands in this like it's like a part where she basically got gang raped. And it's like I was drugged when I came to this party for this girl. I know how I drink. And out of nowhere, like 30 minutes within the drink, I feel all woozy. I remember just waking up from the bathroom, like in the days, like how did I end up here and here? So fast forward, it's like the boyfriend come up there and he noticed that I'm the one under the covers, like traumatized, like what's going on? And then he ends up beating up, like how she get like this? You know, this not her. So fast forward, my friends come through and he's like, yeah, we I didn't know you was over. You know, I grew up with him. They like fighting it out. And then when I think about it, it was more so that she was jealous of the fact that her guy gave me a compliment and she didn't like that. So I guess she probably thought he was trying to get with me or like like me. And when I think about it, I've been nothing but good to this girl. Whole time she drugged me and wanted to see me in a bad situation, all because her guy saw the good in me as a friend to her, and she probably thought, "Oh, he liked me." So, so it's it's friends, real people that are friends to people that are envious of them, and they don't even know it. 
And to this day, is she's on drugs. Like she, I don't want to call it her karma, but that's basically what it is. <clears throat> Where'd she go? Oh, okay, she right there. Are you back? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. I want to read a comment that kind of goes along what you said. Magdalena Jones says, Mike, I'm a 62-year-old lady, and I have 12 children, seven of them I birthed. No matter how much, how you teach them, they don't listen. The first thing some of these young people say is it's not like that when you was young, mom. It's different. That's what a lot of these young people say. Myself and my husband was very strict. No matter how much I instill in my children, they make their own choices. My generation listened to their parents, even if we didn't act like it. Let me provide context. And even something that you said, Miss Stutz, regarding your grandmother was saying something, but you weren't listening. Exactly. I'm looking more so of the, I'm with her almost every day, seeing what she goes through from school to home. And my grandmother only seeing what she's presenting when she comes to the house. Well, your grandmother so. actually saw more than that. But here's what I'm going to say. And due to the graphic nature of what I'm about to say, listener discretion and viewer discretion is advised. Exactly. In other words, I'm about to trigger you. <laughs> not you, fag. Go on, ahead. Not you, not you. Well, I don't know. Maybe you, but not you. I'm just talking about people listening and watching. Moms, you don't know how to teach. Let's just go and talk about it. Let's dive right into it. Because the thing is, as much as your intentions are good, not every teacher is qualified to teach at every level. How, <clears throat> how, many, how many teachers will your child have had from zero to 18 in daycare, in preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. How many teachers have they had? Can one teacher teach everything? No. But when you mothers, those to whom this applies, think that you can do it all, that's when you fail unnecessarily. When you are bullheaded and egotistical and you feel that you have the answers and you are afraid to say you don't know and search out and seek out the answers to find out what the answers are so that you can teach, you are failing us as children. When you don't sit here and admit those things and the children try to guide you as to where the trauma is and you say things such as there is no manual for parenting when there are hundreds of thousands of books out there and even whole academic studies 
based on realism that could teach you some things that you don't know. Just say you don't read. Exactly. I sit there and I have my daughters say this every morning. Exposure comes before comprehension. Why? Because that is how we learn. Exactly. How many of you moms and dads were not just... And the thing is, is this. The reason why I say I'm going to trigger you is because the things that I'm saying, you think I'm attacking your ego when you could be a good intention person that has a lot of value personally, but your parenting skills lack. And you have to separate your ego from your skills. And let's just focus on the skills component. If you don't understand that the way you were teaching your child is not the way they learn. That's why they didn't listen to you. That's why they didn't listen to you. I hate to say it, but a lot of our parents, mostly moms, because you're the ones there in the classroom teaching the class, you're not teaching us. You're actually telling us. Yeah, that's like when they say, oh, talk to them, don't talk at them. It's yes. a big difference. Yes. When your child sits there and tells you how they feel, don't reframe their feelings. Let them have those feelings. <laughs> when you use certain words such as saying, you are being very disrespectful. Let me tell you what type of child I used to be towards my mama. When my mother used to say, you're being very disrespectful, you know what I would say? You're right, I am. Because guess what I learned? Respect starts out with two words in the dictionary, a feeling. And if I feel that you are hurting me, and I am fighting your attempts to hurt me, I'm supposed to disrespect you because you don't have the right to hurt me. Yeah, I recall once, um, this is how I um, start kind of changing my ways of teaching my daughter. I was like, uh, she was about four and I'm, uh, I was a single parent still and, and it's like, I wasn't used to being a parent and really telling a child what to do like I would if it was my nephew or somebody else's child. This is like an everyday thing. So one time I was in the room and she was doing her homework and she was trying to write her R's, the letter R. And I was getting like impatient. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. You did. You would do this too many times. I can't do it. So then, that's when um, I kind of got, got loud. And then my friend was like, "You're her mother. She, you're supposed to protect her, not yell at her. She's supposed to feel safe with you, not feel like you know you're um, you know you're harmful to her." So then I'm like, "You know what? You're the first person that ever said that." Because some people just feel like, oh, you can do it, you can do it and talk nice, but like tell me versus just 
saying, oh, speak to her nicely. Tell me why. Because then now I'll be better at doing it. I won't have to say, oh, no, nah, you wrong. I won't feel like I um, can't take constructive criticism. So here's this. And I honor you for being very open to have this conversation because more of our beloved mothers who mean well but could be parenting from their trauma need to have these sessions so they can know moms first of all we understand your trauma and i think that doesn't get said to the mothers of america you may think no one has understood you and that's because no one has understood you. You got S, was it, no, it was escape. What I need from you is understanding. How can we communicate? You, you get it? Everybody's asking mm -hmm. for Nobody's trying to understand. So we understand your trauma. Now that you know we understand your trauma, or that you would hope that we would understand your trauma, now you need to get it out. You've been stuffing it for far too long, and the children are feeling the effects of it. In psychology, it's called Anna Freudian's ego defenses, and one of those ego defenses is displacement. When you use closest people to you as a punching bag, that's negative displacement. Yeah, and I always talk to my daughter like I ask her how her day went and then like if she's being very like disrespectful to a teacher as far as like calling them a liar out flat or like mumbling words. Like, I, I go up there and I check her but like I explained uh -oh. to them you don't have to I gotta pause you right there. I gotta catch okay. you right there. And I, I, I mean to interject, but not for the purposes of cutting your voice. But I gotta, right. I gotta interject right there. Because teachers who don't understand your children will gas you up on the mission to suppressing your children's voice when all the while it could have been the teachers ignoring your child or some other type of thing that was a triggering mechanism for the behavior and they expect you to be the enforcer of the consequence instead of backing out and saying how do you feel what mm -hmm. happened right and and, and it's true because i literally sit there and i listen like kind of mediate everything like I listen to my daughter's side I listen to the teacher's side outside of what I already know that my daughter's doing so that way I could detect what's going on really and I like I tell them I'm not going to chastise her for every little thing because she's a child this is what certain kids do but if you're the, supposed to be the authorian of this why is it that I always have to come up for minor things? Like I shouldn't have to come up with like maybe your learning techniques or your teaching techniques is not is distracting her and she might venture off to something else. You might say, Hey, take out your books, let's read. She might have read the the passage three times and you probably think, Oh, she don't read that fast. Ask the question, she comprehends, she can articulate what's going on. 
in her spare time, let her draw. But that triggers you because she does everything that you ask her to do, but she's not doing what you want her to do for that moment. Still, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I have that problem with her. So she's not really a bad uh, student. It's more so that they want to. It's like a system where they want these kids to be like prisoners, uh, like yes. Like robots, and I'm like, maybe you need to find something else to do with her spare time. Mm -hmm. And like, and like I said, I talked to my daughter. I asked her how she feel, and I let her know, like, you're not gonna always do things the way I asked you to do, but I could show you what should be done and how you could protect yourself from a situation and not get in trouble all the time, like. I try to give us some ideas and, and suggestions. So let me ask you a few questions, if, if you don't mind. What, what kind of learner is your child? Um, I would say, well, because she reads a lot, I started her reading uh, 20 minutes a day, uh, well, actually, 40 minutes a day, 20 in the morning, 20 at night, since she was about six years old. And now she's 12, so it's like 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes during the morning and night. Okay. So so, so she, she does that, and then she's a hands-on also, because she's, like, crafty. That's what I wanted she's like to hear. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to hear. So... If it's not too much trouble, whenever you begin to analyze, uh, and better yet, here's this. What type of environment does she learn best in? Is she analytical where she likes to analyze? Because some parents don't like their children questioning them when that's the base, that's analysis. So is, is your child an analytical learner? Are they a creative or do they always have to be practical? Because if the teacher isn't teaching to the level that your child learns, then your child is going to get bored. And there are children who are like Belgian Malinois. And that's a type of dog. And I, I'm not saying this from a disrespectful point, but from a behavioral standpoint, where a Belgian Malinois is different from a teacup Yorkie. You can sit here and have a teacup Yorkie or a little toy poodle. They're domesticated. But a Belgian Malinois, yeah, they're domesticated too, but they have hyper prey drive. They always got to be doing something. And if you, are, right. if you are a lazy handler, this is the wrong kind of dog for you because this dog is going to make work if you don't give it work. And so now you want to punish the dog for doing dog when you not handler. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And I think that's because of my, uh, like, choice of living as far as moving that's another thing what like uh, when I moved from one end of the city to another I, I transferred her school so she's been to a charter school she's been to a private school and now she's in a public school and all those teaching techniques are very different she's not in a school with a lot of diversity she doesn't speak multiple languages like she was at a school where she was speaking Spanish and French and English and then by her being biracial um, she used she was more of a learning Arabic French Spanish and you know so that was the thing and now it's like 
she's stuck. It's like a a stagnant area where we're on the east side of Chicago. That's just just what it is. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing that I try to uh, encourage parents to do is don't punish the child for things that are not even the fault of the child. A lot of the things that our children go through are because of the, the choices that we make. And so exactly. why, why should the child have to pay, Robin, what's going on? Why should the child have to pay for that? You know, exactly. why should the child have to pay for that? Lastly, and then I'll give it to Charles. When you think about certain statements such as be patient, teach, give this person the benefit of the doubt, understand, explain, encourage, define, right? Coach, mentor, advocate. And then you hear other words like label, name calling, blaming. All of these things have one thing in common, and that is time. But what they don't have in common is how much time. It takes a lot of time to be patient and teach and giving this person a benefit of the doubt and understanding, explaining, encouraging, and coaching, and advocating. And, but it takes very little time to blame. It takes very little time to name call. It takes very little time to do those things. Why? Because it's easy to call your child crazy. It's easy to say they have a problem. It's easy to say ADHD. And especially when you may not be as educated, right? then they can sell you that car of getting your child medicated and suppressed because they know your lack of education is the driver of that demon. And that's, that's cool. what I put in uh, the illiteracy to a democratic society. Because when you don't have a lot of resources, you don't have too many, like, like you don't have a support system, no resources, you don't know who to go to, you don't know who your mayor is, like all these, you just don't really know much. Like, 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 like as far as this girl situation, they went somewhere, she didn't know her rights, she didn't know how their daily life is. And it's like now they probably researched it. It was it looked like it was planned. So it's like you need to know your ins and outs before you start doing things. And the thing is, is that if you understand things from a militaristic perspective, when you go overseas, depending upon what job you're doing in the military, you're given briefings on what to do if something goes wrong, how to get out of that jam, where the nearest consulate is. You're told these things of how to do. And so when you black and be black and I'm black, y'all, I'm big the black, black, the black, and you with all these black folk, and none of y'all really been nowhere when shit has gone bad. You only been to the vacation destinations. You ain't gone to Mexico City. You ain't gone to Guadalajara. You haven't gone to Sinaloa. You haven't gone to any real places where there's real 
danger where you got to know the native language or you going to die. You haven't been to no real places, so your gangster ain't been tested. And now when your friends are turning their back on you, you're insecure in a foreign environment. You can't separate yourself from them and run away to safety because you don't know where that safety is. You thought That's this cool. was your safety net, and now your safety net is choking you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my story. I let my daughter watch you so she could have some type of um like outside of the male figures she have, I let her listen to people like you, leaders like you. And I'm you're doing a good job with the community. I'm humbled by that. I'm humbled by that. I would like to give you uh more resources because along with your teaching, your parent and you learning too, because the greatest teachers remain students. I rem now, what I'm about to say, people may not like the man who I'm about to reference, but I'm going to do it anyway. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, if you look at any of his ministers in front of that title, is the word student. Mm -hmm. Because you must always be a student of this profession. So I would like, if it's not too much trouble, to give resources so you and your daughter can start to journal. So you all can start to, and it don't have to be a lot. See, habits are built when you start doing small things consistently when you take when you discuss what you discuss and you take 15 minutes the journal for her is called what my parents teach me the journal for you is called what I teach my children daily and you both take the time to write out what you've learned about that lesson your thoughts everything within that little small page it's just a page and then you swap. And when you swap, guess what that's going to do? Trigger more conversation for more learning. You sign it. She signs it on both logs. And you all continue the habit of that. Watch how the value. You will begin to see when you look at how filled this book is and the topics of those lessons. How many times you talked about love and respect. How many times you've talked about, if you don't know where to start, I'll help you. You looking at all these people in the comments, they will help you. Dad, I wish I knew is the page. We have to build a community of resources because if you don't master relationships, you will not know of the resources that are all around you. There's resources all around you. And when people want to see you down, and they want to see our community down, one of the biggest lies I have heard over the past few years is our community don't have resources. And here go Miss Johnson over here like, baby, it's I, a I haven't been a resource in the one community of the greatest lies. Yes. for so many years, baby. Your mama just don't get out nowhere. If you yeah. tell me you're hungry, I'll feed you. 
If you tell me you need lessons, I'll teach you how to cook. If you tell me you need sewing and crochet, I'll teach you how to do it. If you come to me, I'll let you meet my husband and he'll teach your son how to fix a sink. Mm -hmm. we, I tell, and it's going to be controversial due to the graphic nature of what you're about to hear. Listen, the discretion is advised. If we withhold the tithes and offerings from the church and demand that the pastors teach us family and consumer sciences, you got a daycare director that goes to that church. You got Mr. Fixits that go to that church. The people who count up the pastor's money can teach budgeting and economics. You got people who can teach home security. You got cops that go to that church. You got firefighters that go to that church. You got daycare directors that go to that church. You got self-defense destructors that go to that church. You got the resources for family sciences right there in yeah, yeah. You got it right there. And if yeah. the, it is easier to get the church on board to doing that because the the schools are funded by government state. Funded by yeah. taxes, which means you have to have a legislative agenda and a consensus to pass a law to get whole economics in our schools. That's never going to happen because they like it when we need them. But the church is funded by the people. And if That's the cool. people say we won't and we are holding the thing that pays the bills for this church, watch how they move in a mighty long way and make that happen. And if you want our tithes and offerings, we want knowledge. We want skills. We want the and all that getting, you better get an understanding where you don't give us things that help us save our lives. You will not get any more tithes. I think one of the things um we need to talk about, well, what was talked, what was discussed is um some of the pitfalls of why are certain family values not harped upon. You know, a lot of people try to go deep state and go into these different conspiracy theories, but sometimes it's a little bit more practical than that. I saw the video with the young lady being assaulted, and a couple things, uh, a couple questions popped into my mind. One, where are they? Two, who's filming this? Three, how many people are there, and why is nobody helping her? I hear somebody say, fight back. But I don't see the, see that same person interfering and stopping the melee. I did not know they were out of the country. I did not know her age, and I don't know nothing about them. So I don't want to go too far into that. I'd rather let the people who got that information go forward. But one of the one of the things I found in a traumatic experience at home, right, is I'm married. I have a lot of children with my one wife. And two broken people can't create something put together. Now, I was the broken. She had a fracture, but I was the broken. And I parent out of my brokenness. Mm. And 
I'm grateful to say that because I have a mentor in Christ, an elder friend, an actual friend, family. We're like family. There are things you hit upon, and I tried to write everything down. The family values thing. I keep telling people, you're looking at Washington, D.C. You're looking at the well-dressed man who lives nowhere near you and will never shop where you shop to assist society with society getting together and getting to a place of wholeness. You can't even have a functional community without a functional family. Starts in a home. You can't have a functional family in a home without functional people. And you can't have functional people if they don't know they're dysfunctional. And you can't have them admit their dysfunction if one of their dysfunctions is pride. Because the pride will tell them, no, you're not that dumb. You don't need that. You don't need more education. The pride will tell them, no, don't go over to Miss Johnson so she can teach you something or pass to such and such because he can help you because he, he grew up like you grew up, but you won't know because he's not saying nothing. And you're not saying nothing. Now you got two broke people who God wanted to, you'd be like this, you like this. Scissors cut. Fingers interlock, they bind. They become strong. It's much easier to cut my individual fingers than cut it like this. And I, I was explaining to somebody about Kanye because I have young men come to me and they ask me these societal questions. And I told them, Kanye, I'm not getting to the, the nitty gritty of that stuff. That's dangerous areas. I can't afford to be canceled. I, they don't even know who I am. So I, I'd rather get on first and they get canceled before being pre-canceled. Just too much work. <laughs> you, you talk about a person who is broken. But he's a billionaire. Broken, but he's always had the spotlight on him. Broken, but is always being, like you said, used and abused, pulled from, and then left out there to take the arrows. I explained to somebody something. Listen to what Kanye said. See, Mike, what I believe happened is I believe God gave you a heart for family, for children, for men and women, right? I listened to the interview two times over and said, oh, that man hurt. He want to know why this community is able to operate in the space they operate in and his community not. But what he doesn't know is that he's a prime example of why not. Because when he made his confession to Christ, one of the things I told a friend of mine who's in the industry, I said, somebody needs to pull him out of the spotlight because in order to make him to where he's supposed to be or be better, he has to be pulled back out of the spotlight so he can be broken down and be rebuilt. See, the problem is a lot of these homes have to be broken down first to be before they can be built back to what they can be. And then 
then the community can be properly built. But there's a lot of breaking down that has to happen. Reginald Shern asked a question saying, you think he is broken? Yeah, he, I, he definitely is broken. I will tell you this. Kanye is the reflection of... Can I say it? Don't did you mind you to say it? I'm gonna say it, of course. Kanye is a mommy man. And the thing is, is that God bless Dr. Donda West's heart, but let's not tie who she was at Chicago State versus who she is personally or who she was personally. Donda West was a broken person. And chose to chase a profession over fixing a family. And it makes sense. It makes sense because when things are bad, you're going to default to your defense mechanism. This is why I said, this is why I said it is very important that when men say things about women, you have to st state these things from a position of understanding the motivation that fuels the action. Correct. You need to understand the trauma. Yes. What's and the engine behind the motion of that? Absolutely. Yes. And because there are mothers who will fuel the dreams and aspirations of their children. Not all do, but there are mothers who do. And when you fuel our professional dreams and aspirations, that's wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. You see Kanye is getting to his top, his top. And that's how we came to know Kanye. We didn't know nothing about the personal story. We didn't even know Kanye was from Atlanta. Kanye is not a Chicago native. He was oh, okay. I didn't know that. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was born in Atlanta and raised in Chicago. So mm. we think the whole time Kanye's born here. Kanye's not born here. Kanye was migrated here. You know what I'm saying? So then we see Kanye professionally through the wire, through the you know, you we see all this. And we're like, man, he's really got it together. And then you see the cover of Dr. Donda West. If you went to Chicago State University like I did, you know who she is, a professor of English, right? And then you see that, and it's like, oh, my God, they got it perfect. Great. But you don't see that man there. You don't see that. You don't see his father there. And when you or don't figure that there, fills that role. Yeah. But here we go. Hold on. How many of you got a personal resume? What do I mean when I say personal resume? In life, you should have two resumes. Your professional resume, the things that make you good for the workforce, whatever that may be, your passions, your skill, your nine to five, whatever. And then your personal resume, the knowledge, skills, and abilities that you have for home. And the problem is, the problem is, when you look up that, wherever we are deficient, and then we create children, I honor you, sir, for saying you parented from a broken place. Because the expectation is 
you're to be held accountable. You're responsible. But the thing is, what's the root word of accountability? Count. Can you count? Mm -hmm. What's the root word of responsibility? Respond with ability. And if you can't respond with ability, then when it's time for you to have the ability to respond, you can't respond with ability. And what happens is that expectation and your failure to meet it gets used against you. And so Kanye's doing good in his music and all his things, his accolades. But then when he gets with Kim Kardashian and Beyonce, who was his friend, his real friend, tried to tell him, stay away from her. Why? If you look at all of the Kardashians, none of them have any outcomes that are successful in the fields of relationships. None of them or most of them. All messy. All messy. And the thing is, if he made all of the, if all the fathers in his family made all the women into baby mamas, what makes you think you're going to be a wife? If all the women turn all the men into baby daddies, what makes you think you're going to be a husband? You can tell about the tree that the apple came from and the care that the pickers, the planters, the washers, the processors, the people who placed the apple on the market, you can tell a lot about how they cared about that apple and your outcomes by how the apple looks. Yeah. And I think so, one of the things... Hold on, let me let me say this last point. Oh, okay, good. When, when you look at Kim and, and uh, Kanye getting married, it's all good. It's honeymoon. It's two money folks' eyes. Wonderful. But then when Kim is through with Kanye, just like she's been through with other people, remember, Kanye lost his mom. His mother probably never taught him about death. And when you can't detach yourself from your loved one and they don't teach you about death, that's insecurity. So he's insecure over the loss of his mom. Then you have this woman who's going to take my seed, the last of my family that came from me? Oh, no! Yeah. Then you find out the reality of three things that a man said, and people can't stand this man. His first name is Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Men control access to relationships, Women control access to sex. But one other thing that women control access to, and that is to parenting. True. Makes sense. And if you think I'm lying, go to family court. Go to criminal court and see who is given the benefit of the doubt because they have political capital. Kanye thought... It's the women. 
Yeah, Kanye thought he was going to be able to wreck shop because he's a man with a large platform. He found out otherwise. He's still finding out. And he's still finding out. And two things that I land. Two things. A crazy person can do things and look crazy because they are crazy. A sane person who is at a bad spot can do things that look like they're crazy and not be crazy, but be going through a crisis. And the two look the same when they are in that moment. Yeah. 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 I, I, I look, man, um, I was thinking about the young lady and I said, well, who advised her that this was a good idea? Who has the most influence in her life? You you said something. You said, did anybody teach her how to defend herself? Did, did anybody teach her about awareness, how to be discerning of people, the people you're around? You know, um, I know of a lot of people who have been, uh, what's the word, what do you, how do you say it? They've been uh, terminated. Mm-hmm. And they were with people that everybody would have counted as a friend. Oh, that's oh, that's family, y'all. But you don't know that person's heart. You don't know. You really didn't see the signs that that person was extremely jealous of you. Envious of your position. Where I work, people are envious of my position because of the title. So when I see it, I'm different. I'm 40. I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. I have a way I was raised to deal with conflict. And I have a way I deal with it now, especially as a gun owner. I deal with it a little differently. I approach a young man. I say, hey, can I talk to you? Yeah. I notice that whenever I have the table and talking, you interject with a totally different subject. And it's always in the direction of trying to expose me for something that's not true. You do it with a smile on your face. But here's what I'm guessing. There's really a snarl in your heart. So I'm asking you right now, man to man, do we have a problem? What can I do? for us to have a better relationship. Oh, no, no, man, no, I'm just joking. Come on, man, no, no. No, 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 man, no. I let you get away with it this Saturday, that Saturday, and that Saturday. We Do we need to have a conversation? And, it, and, and a lot of times, there are men that don't even know how to have these type of confrontations without it turning to fisticuffs and gunshots. And you know what? I'm just going to put something in his drink. Notice you said confrontations instead of conversations. Which one do you want to have? Do we want to have confrontations or do we want to have conversations? Remember I said understand. Conversations. Remember I said understand the trauma. Understand the trauma. And see, remember what I just talked about earlier. Energy, patience, teaching, coaching, advocacy. See, trauma and patience cannot live in the same room. No, no, 
Trauma mm. and patience cannot live in the same room. And so if you are not honest about your traumas, do you even have the patience to have a conversation? And and that's a good thing because like when I go to my daughter's school, like I let her speak in front of me and it's like I tell the teachers and the principal like I give her the opportunity to talk because growing up we was taught to oh don't talk back when I'm talking to you well how do you know what I'm feeling if I can't say anything and then I just gotta be quiet and do what you say like I'm some type of prisoner or like you know I don't want to feel like I'm walking around Yes, sir. No, sir. And I I'm not even in the military. I don't got no rank. I never have no rank. And it's like, where's my part in this family? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't feel like I'm a family member. I would feel like I'm an outsider because the way I'm being talked to. So it's like, I wouldn't want to open up to you if you're not allowing me to express how I feel about a situation. So when I go to school, I'm going to, like, be in defense mode of whoever say something to me because of what just happened to me at home and how they respond to me when I have something to say. And that could go outside of just home. It could also go to your work. Like, if you, if you, if you having a, like, your bad day at home could trigger how you going to, in school, just walking down the block or anything. So sometimes if you don't approach a person the right way, like, that could all means a lot, especially if you coming from, like, I come from a, a house where my grandma didn't tell me good morning, but she'll look at the boys without no problem. Oh, y'all ready for y'all day? Like, no one did nothing to this lady. This is a brand new day. The sun is shining. You should thank the Lord. You got a Bible. Why not use it? And then you turn around and you look at me and you just vague on everything. Uh, the food ready. Can I get a hello? How did you sleep? I know you have problems going upstairs. Your legs okay? You know, and it's like, even to this day, she is like, that's just how I guess her era grew up catering to men because that's what they would to do. But I don't know if it's like a a thing that she has with girls, a grudge or so, but women probably were catty back in the day. And it's like she don't trust no woman outside of the ones she grew up with. I can see that. I just want you to know your voice matters and encourage your daughter to say things that are realistic every day because I wish that someone in the community would have gotten to you to tell you about your grandmother's trauma so that you could understand that Though you should get a good morning every day, I'm going to say good morning to me. And I'm not going to always expect, though you should, but I'm not going to always expect them to give me 
the best all the time because sometimes the best may be hard to come by. And I feel like when I go in the bathroom, like and it didn't, and when I noticed that I was about like in the sixth grade when I started being bold enough to say stuff to her. Because it was more so like, you know what, I had it with this. Like, if ain't nobody gonna say it, I'm gonna be the first one to say it. And I don't care how she feel about it. And I recall she used to take one of my little brothers everywhere with her grocery store and everything. And I had a little sister a few years younger than me. And one day I just looked at her and I said, why you don't never why you don't never take, I challenged her. I'm, I, I, Keep going, Ms. I said, why you don't never take my Juanita with you? She said, because it's hard talking to her and telling her what to do. I said, well, she won't never know nothing if you don't teach her. So you need to start taking her with you more. Maybe she'll learn how to conduct herself as a woman outside. Didn't you take me with you when I was around that age? I didn't. I turned out fine, but if you keep her in the house, how you expect so that's like taking a dog and keeping it in the house all day and expecting it not to piss and shit in the house and then you whooping it because it's pissing and shit in the house where you wasn't at home to take it outside. So you can't get mad at the dog, be mad at yourself. Correct. Correct. Yeah, very correct. And Sunshine Griffin, it should be taught in the classroom. But that's going back to the very problem we were discussing earlier. To get these things taught in the classroom takes a legislative effort, which means politics would have to agree that family matters. I'm going to reveal something to you right now that is controversial, but it's very necessary. If you go to the Democrat platform, right, I'm going to go to that website right now, and I'm going to pull it up, right? I think it is extremely important. Hold on, let me go to the Democratic Party website. And I, Like I said, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not conservative nor liberal. I am an independent. It depends on the issue, which side I swing to. But things are what they are. And I think it's important that if we're talking about politics, which we're not, but let's go there. If we're talking about that, let me share the website because I want you to see what I'm looking at. I'm looking at, you're right, you do have to do this at home. But this is what I'm looking at. The Democratic Party, the Democratic Party website, you can literally go to their website and you can look at the where we stand, right? And you can look at the party platform, party platform, and there is a downloadable PDF. Here it is. I did the research. When you look at the downloadable PDF and it pops up, you go inside and you look at it. Do you see anywhere in this platform, it's all right here. Do you see anything that says anything about the family?
And I'm not trying to get you to side Republican or Democrat. This is just plain research. I don't see anything about specifically the family. Then you go to the Republican Party. Like I said, I am not trying to sway you. Don't you let me do that. You do what you feel you need to do as it relates to your interest. Your interest. But if I am a person who's, don't look at that picture because I'm not advocating for any one side, any anything, I'm not doing it. I'm just talking about the research, right? Here is the Republican platform. And in that platform, what is one thing, I'm going to uh, blow this up. What is one thing that you see in the platform as you begin to, now, of course, yes, white, 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 it is what it is, right? What is one thing that you see in here? Family. family yeah i i had took a course once it was like called the get ahead program i used to live in um danville illinois and it had basically taught us the difference between how basically it's just call it what it is the white community Versus the black community, how they pay for their child's education, how they don't sit and let their children interact in the games and stuff all day long. They're, they're sitting around and tutoring. They still do games and activities, but they have a time, like you said, it's a time and a limit to how they do things. And it gives them structure on how to be successful. Well, we we too busy arguing, fighting, going out, drinking, partying, and worried about the next person household and the, the latest gossip, and we too destruct on what's really going on in the world. Well, they literally teaching their kids about real estate, teaching their kids about like how to uh, determine what friends are good for you, and like they're teaching them these things. Well, we, we just all messed we, up as a community. We got to be careful because while there is validity to what you're saying, we don't want to overgeneralize because there are plenty of white Americans and other races that go abroad and find themselves victimized you're in other, right. other countries. Right. So I know right. where you're coming from. I'm just providing that context for those who would make those comments to say, well, we got white folks that do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't we, we, we want to be fair in this conversation, but when we're looking right. at things from, because remember, those of you all who have followed me, you heard me talk about in the family credit report, what, what societies do you belong to? What cultures do you belong to? What families do you belong to? And what are the definitions of husband, wife, father, mother, and the roles and expectations? And are you taught the knowledge, skills, and abilities in that? And a culture could be a political culture. 
So if you're Democratic, it's that. If you're Republican, it's that. So then when you go to the party's website and then you download the party platform, if the Democrat platform, and I didn't make this up, that's why I put it on the thing. If the Democrat platform says very little to nothing about families, but the Republican Party talks about families and even, let's go to that because I'm not trying to sway you as, I'm just, I'm a person who does research. When I go down to this, right, I go down to this, we, you can read it if you want to, whatever, right? I just want to look at family because that's my target market, right? And when you look at family, when you look, come on, get down, why get yourself down here? Look, when you look at family, get on here. I think I said 31. Let me get to that. It's probably why I had the table of contents, Mike. 31. I think this is it. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Internet freedom. Oh, that's why I'm on the wrong page still. All right, we almost there. We almost there, y'all. Here we go. When we get to page 31 in this platform, here we go. Great American families, American values. We are the party of independent individuals. Whether you believe it or not, I'm just saying this is what's there. Families, schools, congregations, neighborhoods to advance the ideals, right? Society is at a crossroads. I'm not going to read the whole thing, right? Marriage, family, society. It is the foundation of civil society and the cornerstone of the family that is natural marriage, the union of one man and one woman. This is not against the LGBT community for the record. I'm just reading what's on the platform. I didn't say it, right? It's daily lessons, cooperation, patience, mutual respect, responsibility, self-reliance are fundamental to the order and progress of our republic, strong families, depending upon God and one another, advance the cause of liberty by lessening the need for government in our daily lives. Is there anybody who does not agree with that statement? I ain't talking about the whole one man, one woman. I leave that to you. But the statement I highlighted, it's daily lessons, cooperation, Patience, mutual respect, responsibility, self-reliance are fundamental to the order and progress of our republic. Strong families, depending on God, if that's you religious, cool, whatever's, right? One another and advancing the, I'm sorry, advance the cause of liberty by lessening the need for government in their daily lives. As a person who values family, I agree with that statement. Even if I'm not a 100% Republican, even if I'm not a 100% Democrat, how can I sit there and be an independent thinker and do the research? As a single parent, too, I agree with that because it's like women, we can't just easily, well, we shouldn't. Some women can. We can't just be out here just finding a new man just because we single. We want protection. It's not. It's not gonna work. It's. It's. It's, it's not supposed to work like that. A man could really do that. They could literally just go around and 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 hop around. But a woman, if you're a single parent or you got children, one child, two, you literally supposed to like take time with your children and work on yourself and 
let that man find you or you know that's how I look at things because it then when people in a relationship and they don't have children that's even better for them because they can like identify with each other and what's needed and what they could work on as a couple and build a family. True enough. Let me so, ask Yeah, I'm listening. Let me ask one question. Shanquella, we're going to bring it around back to the topic of the room. Shanquella, when the family is seeking justice, is that relying on the government? More so, um, I want to think when I hear the word seeking justice, it's like it, they either taking matters to their own hands and relying on the government. How they gonna take matters into their own hands? What they gonna do? Well, uh, well, not well. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, um. You know how, like, sometimes when you're going through court, they'll tell you not to go and discuss the case. It's an open case. But um, by this being from another country, they could probably go and seek more information from what they know. And if they decide to take my sale, they could plan so on doing the, whatever they want to do. So what if the court speaks Spanish? Yeah, that's something they might have to, and they probably don't even have the money for uh, interpreter. I'm just saying, what's the Spanish word for an attorney? <laughs> I don't even know that, Cece. Look, I'm I not even going to I don't, I don't I'm just saying, well, if you don't know, if we don't know, yeah. right, if we don't know the Spanish word for an attorney, how you going to get justice? Exactly, and that's what I was explaining. Like, because I'm saying to myself, like, that's the thing. Like, they they only could go off for hearsay right now. They don't know the truth, and but how, that's the. Only thing. But here's this. It's a good point. Yeah, how are they going to get justice for this young lady if the government? Doesn't and they're not they're not gonna outright say I guarantee you with as big as my following is I ain't saying I'm like Lil Durk or whomever got a huge but with what I got I hear people telling me I watch your videos all the time I wouldn't be surprised if there is someone from the Mexican government watching this and saying I'm glad he's saying it because I can't. We don't have no interest in solving your problem. Exactly. No, no American problems between you two black people fighting don't have nothing to do with Estados Unidos, Mexicanos. It don't have nothing to do with it. You did it here, but we're not going to get into an international beef because you two Americans can't get it out. It's commonplace in America. You got the United States government that don't even do nothing about y'all deleting each other in larger numbers in your own community. Now you want to come over to Estados Unidos Mexicanos and expect us to give you justice rapido? And that's, that's something I thought too when at first I was thinking that I'm like, they probably looking at it as like okay, black on black crime next and it's just how it goes. And then it's like, 
e- even though like I might listen to certain music because it's basically on the radio. I go to uh, 104.3, certain songs be on there. Even though I like the beat, I like the songs. Sometimes it might be degrading. Like I try to, I'm trying to less like listen to certain things now that I'm like getting older and I'm going into a certain career pattern in my life. It's like, it's leading me away from that rap. So it's like, I don't like it like I used to like it. What's 911 in Mexico? <laughs> I want to know. See, we ain't talking about you. I'm just saying, just period. No, I'm what? serious. I yeah. want to know. I like stuff like this because when you ask those questions, sure, I need to know what that is. Because if I decide to take a trip, I need to know what my resources and where to goes in case of emergency, how to say where's the nearest hospital, where's the nearest police. I need to know those things. What's the international code? For the United States of America. Mm. Zero one. What's the international code for Germany? Zero four nine. The area that I was in, six seven eight three. Two seven six. That was my phone number when I had a phone in my barracks in Germany. Zero. You said nueve uno uno. Anyway, it might not be. I don't know. Come on, something. I didn't say what the numbers were. He go, nueve uno uno. Ay, muy estupido. Here we go. Right? What's the, my phone number in Germany was 0496783276686. That was my phone number. See that? This, well, what is this? How would you don't even know these things. You see what I'm saying? What are you yeah. doing? country and not having an exit plan. Yeah. And it's crazy that I allow my daughter to go to these schools and learn this language and I didn't even sit down and take the time to learn none of this stuff. Because sometimes she's going into the, the gas stations in the stores speaking Arabic and I'm like, what you just say? She said, I said good morning. And I'm like, you sure? And then I asked them a few seconds. I'm like she said good morning to you. Yeah. And then she's speaking in Spanish to the next to us, little girl. I'm a girl. Well, if we get lost, you definitely gonna find a way because <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to learn some stuff though. I, I need to learn some languages. But here's this though. And we're gonna say final thoughts and then call it. Let her teach you. Let your daughter teach you. And if it's not too much trouble, humble yourself and learn. See, if you can uh, if you can teach your daughter to be a teacher, you can have the confidence that she will teach your grandchildren when she has them at the time that it's appropriate for her to have them. If we don't allow our children to give back to us what was given to them, how do we know they know? And how do we know they know how to teach? How do we know they understand how people learn? 
How do we know they're going to have the patience for the lesson? It's just extremely counterproductive to say children are to be seen and not heard. We got to do better. We can do better. Hopefully we will do better. Because if we don't do better, Kanika Jenkins not getting justice. This young lady's not getting justice. And we sit there and say things about when more well-to-do neighborhoods get into active shootings, thoughts and prayers, rinse and repeat. It's the same thing in our community too. And we have become so desensitized about death, we don't even dress up for it anymore. We just get an airbrushed t-shirt and that's it. Final thoughts. Um, one of my final thoughts is that what it takes to think of someone else's trauma before you just trying to get yourself to be understood. That takes a level of humbling that a lot of people are not willing to go to and then wonder why they're not successful in their relationship. I've learned at this stage of life, humility is worth its weight. And that weight is above gold and rubies and diamonds. You can save a life with humility. Outstanding. Final thoughts, Ms. Stutz. And I appreciate you all sharing. And those of you all in the comments, too, maybe y'all like, I'm not coming up my edges. I'm not. My, my final thoughts are basically... Um, if you have a gut feeling about things that you see a pattern in and then you think it's not right, just go with it. Like, uh, I, it's unfortunate what happened to her. Condolences to her family. And don't be so quick to call people your friends. I learned you just can't, no matter how long you've been friends with the person, you never know what they back mask could think about you. They've been waiting for this opportunity and they they caught at her lowest moment. And and it's unfortunate. I'm uh, it's like I don't even know if she have any children, but they might have to live with this for the rest of their life. So just just be mindful who you relate with and celebrate with. And success, be like share your success with. That's all, that's all I can say. I I find it that when we say, beware of the red flags, be mindful of the red flag. You saw those red flags, but you didn't give it any attention. You didn't. Well, okay. Can I oh, give you a quick wait, example? Wait, 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 hold on. Let me finish. And okay. Then your example. Because when we say that, what's the difference between 
a red stop sign and a red stop light if you have to stop at both of them. Education. And then experience. Because if you don't have the education to know that at a red stoplight, you'll be there for some minutes. You'll be at the red stop sign waiting for it to turn green. But education helps you see that they are both red, but one means that you're only going to be there for a second or two. And then before you proceed, you better look both ways and look again. And then people put so much trust in a green light with the expectation that the other person who has the red light is going to stop because a red stop light is stronger than a red stop sign and then get into a collision when they had the green light. And that's when you gain the experience that just because you have the green light doesn't mean you can always go without looking again. Mm -mm, that's true. So that's funny. Say, I, I literally told my daughter that scenario before we was in the car. And I said, you see how that car just went past? I said, see, if had I would have went a few seconds, we would have been hit. And it looked it so clear before I even got ready to put my foot on the accelerator. And then it's like, she was like, yeah, I see what you mean. And then as far as my uh, example, I worked with a girl one day and she just was like, we normally talk. And then one day she was like, what's your name? And I was like, my queen. And she was like, well, bitch, my name, uh, I'm like, hold on. That ain't my name. My mom ain't named me that. And she's like, well, that's what I call all my friends. I said, I'm not your friend. I'm your coworker, but you can call me Marquita. Now, what's your name? And she's like, well, you can call me bitch. And then I said, okay, how does this sound? Okay, bitch. And then if I, if, if I was to get into it with you and I decided to say that word a little harshly, how would you know if I was being your friend or your enemy? So it's like, that's why I say, I stopped that right in the door. I knew that red flag. Like, some people is okay with it. This generation is okay with that word. We're we not doing that here. <laughs> Outstanding. Two comments. On... <laughs> Are you silly, Charles? Two comments. It's a thing. I'm glad she said that. That's amazing. Here we go. Um, ground Three comments I'm going to read. Uh, Grounded Roots uh, says... No, and I'm going to read yours again, Rachel Survival League. And please, if you value this conversation, please smash that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Please consider donating $5 so I can give more children children's books. Not begging, just asking. Let's continue. You said no, she had no children. During an interview, her father said he would never have any grandchildren and he would never be able to walk her down the aisle. I don't know what to make of that grounded roots. I hope you're still here. I need some context for that one. Did he see something in her? I need more. I'm curious. Are you curious, Charles? 
I'm curious as to what was said. I look, I you know, hey man, uh, we need some context. We need some context. Uh, I have three daughters. Uh, and I'm thinking about that young lady in, what was that, Mexico they were in? Yeah. And I had a goddaughter tell her father, who's close to me, I'm going to uh, Croatia because I like the beach. And he, he called me and said, can I borrow your van? And I know what that meant. You know, he's going to kidnap his daughter. And and a lot of times, the mother raised her because she forced him out of the home. Another conversation. Another conversation, Mike. Yeah. And a lot of times, you said it. It's not a very popular thing you said, but you said a lot of these women are to blame for how their children come out because of what they taught them and didn't teach them. And my thing is, if we take it away from women and men, if we take it away from mommy and daddy, if we take it away from parents and we look at it as teacher, the teacher is responsible for the outcomes of the students and the lessons they learn. Now the teacher is no longer responsible once that child has moved past that and gone into other grades, but immediately upon test time and making sure that they have mastery within the final few weeks, yeah, you're still responsible. And so I wanna look at some other comments here because it's definitely important. Thank you, Sunshine Griffin, for the share. Um, you, uh, Rachel Survival League, and I'm gonna get to the rest of you all. Rachel Survival League, people nowadays have a misconception of self-value and no little to no sense of a moral compass. They just want to go viral. Unstable and inadequately adapt to manage their emotions. Racial Survival League, it's very important that you said that, but whose responsibility is to teach them about the conception of their self-value? And then it's just like prime example, if you were in the military, and I sat there and gave you a map, and I gave you a compass, and I gave you other land navigation tools, infilled you in the middle of a cornfield and said, find this point. How many of you can shoot an azimuth? How many of you know what true north is? Yeah, that face right there. You see what I'm saying? Trying to pull out a smartphone. Oh, no. You you said asthma, right? Because I've had asthma. Not asthma, asthma. Oh, Oh, I could because I'm good at the asthma. I'm good at that. Hey, and, and you will be too when I snatch that phone away from you, and all of a sudden you see that black hog flying out. Now you gotta find your way. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, how many people don't have a compass? They can't find their direction on land. So if you can't find your direction on land, what's a moral compass? And so when you got parents who want to go viral for embarrassing their children, can you blame the children for wanting to go viral for expressing their feelings in an environment where you don't need the phone, where you should be able to express your feelings and fail in a home where you're supposed to strategically fail so you can succeed by learning because there's a lesson that should come after that failure. Hey, Mike, I have a question real quick. I was having a conversation and 
it, it would seem to me that people would rather entertain than provide assistance. And I was curious to when did that change in society? Because I remember when I was younger, the older folk, if they saw us fighting, they wouldn't pull out their old camcorders and and watch and, and video record. They break it up, ask, you know, and get involved in the situation. And I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that a lot of us were raised by the TV and not a parent, especially during the era of when the crack, uh, what do you call it, uh, epidemic? The crack epidemic. I'll tell you like this. We blame things on the, the crack epidemic and the drug epidemic, and it has a part to play, but I think when, when people give us other reasons to blame stuff on instead of looking at the fact that the elders stopped teaching, the elders stopped inventing, the last inventions were when the last lessons were when it should be absolutely no reason why every February we spend 28 days learning about most of whom have died and we have not replaced them. Why are we still talking about why are we still talking about the Reverend Jesse L. Jackson? Why are we still talking about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King alone? Why are we still talking about Sojourner Truth and Malcolm X and Mark and Marcus Garvey? Why are we not talking about the leaders of the future that we should build up today? We value the past more than we see value in our present. Yeah, it's you, been over that's a different conversation. years since I heard of an in, inventor that's really come from like the black culture alone. Like, like, yeah, that's true. It's been a long time. Every time I see these schools, Black History Month is very vague. Like six people every day is you learning about the same six people for the entire month. I have a jashetta. I don't want to re- listen to that anymore. <laughs> Wake up. I don't want to listen to Martin Luther King anymore. I know his dream. I want to see some newfound thought, some newfound directors. What about this black boy? who's been trying to show you he knows how to pronounce and read. He's a speed reader. But guess what? We don't value intelligence in our community. We bully them. We beat them up. We destroy our, our, our future. And wonder why we still stuck in the past. Let's let's yeah. let's move on for the purpose. I want to get the rest of these comments. Last thing you said, and then we're gonna move on. Go ahead. No, no, no. I think that's that's that might be a topic for another conversation. Uh, like that, because no. because that's something I haven't even considered. That I, I only thing I said is that we don't we don't shine a light on the ones now that we should be looking at and and focusing in on and trying to pull from. We kind of put them off to the side, and we. We shine a light on the ones who dress real nice, who talk real nice, who drive nice things, and they're shiny. But we ain't looking at the ones that got it from the mud. 
or better yet, why haven't we why haven't we made a home and embraced those who have failed so we can learn the wisdom that they have to give from the lessons of what they have learned? But do you think that comes, do you think that comes from the days where it was slave niggas, like field niggas and house niggas, where when you uh, have sorry, that? No, I'm just listen though. I, no, I just no, want to pause. <laughs> okay. Hold we, we got, got past that. We got to change the terminology. Okay. Well, okay. So let me say this: When I was growing yeah, up, you, I you, used to do you, hair. You can put two C's on it. Okay. Okay. So when I, when I was growing up, I used to do hair. So I always did. First, I started off with just my friends' hair at school. Then it moved to family members being strangers. So I had one family member who reminds me of Kanye. He's very he he like very well known, and he literally was the only one supporting me, going around showing me how to make my business cards through Vistaprint and everything. So as I got older, I would have these relatives come in who never helped me putting the input on how much I should charge, what I should do, oh, this and that. But they never pulled me in like he did and said, hey, you need to stop hanging out so late. You're a young lady. You need to do this. And like He literally pulled me out of that. I want to say back then, what was they called ratchet? Now, I wasn't as ratchet, but I was more like a, okay, I can do what I want to do. I make my own money. Can't nobody tell me nothing. I thought I was a little young, grown girl. So then it's like, when they come around, it's like they only going to get something like what they using me like like they they want to get something out of it and it's like these people are very like resourceful they know a lot of things that could help me out with things i didn't know they didn't help me but he did so it's like and i had one auntie tell me oh you will never get to where i am but i was always there when she needed me to help her do something and i'm like what's wrong with people being where you, you it. Why? Why we can't be equal? Why? Why we? Why you gotta be three steps over us? <laughs> true, true. Um, that's ooh. Thank you, Charles. I saw you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find a way to say it. I still use the emphasis, but here we go. So Magdalena <laughs> says she was naive and really didn't listen to her gut feelings. She trusted the wrong people, but. Your gut will tell you something, but how many of us have actually ignored our gut because it didn't make sense? You know what I'm saying? We got to put more context behind that. Long and short of it, she wasn't trained. Rhonda said, lock them all up. Shouts out to Rhonda Ezell, Chicago Guns Matter. The reason why we got the concealed carry that we have in Chicago, Rhonda's a huge part of that, especially she was one of the first challengers to that, uh, the Chicago handgun band. So shouts out to Rhonda Ezell. And Chicago Guns Matter. She said, lock them all up. It ain't going to happen. Pedro Martinez Gonzalez uh, Juarez is not coming over to Estados Unidos and talking to doggone uh, Attorney General Mary Garland and say, hey, let me get those six black folks 
over to Mexico so we can charge them for killing another black person. They're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Here we go. And America may not, and I will say may not, I believe they don't, but I could be wrong. They may not have any jurisdiction to even prosecute that crime, especially if it happened on a territory that America does not own. We hear Daryl Brooks say subject matter jurisdiction. The United States doesn't have subject matter jurisdiction over anything in Mexico. That's why they had to get a treaty for extradition, the permission. Right? Here we go. Uh, Shaquilla's father said it's in God's hands. I kind of want to hear what the father had to say. We're going to go do probably another one later. Uh, thank you, Sunshine, for sharing that. Appreciate that. Back to basics, you said. Uh, when the homes became broken, you can't correct others' children now or you will be in a fight. I correct others' children every day. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And how you teach it, too. What you can't do is put your hands on somebody else's children because now these children will fight back and, and permanently delete you. But it's how you go about doing it. I do it every day. I do it every day. Like the lady you had at the gas station. She's someone, child, and you had corrected her in that situation. Hey. And I'm like, wow, that it made me think about it because just like I said, you never know. Something triggered her that morning. Absolutely. You got to be able to see, that, see past that pain. Here we go. Nick Schiller. I hope I said it right. Schiller Schiller. Now kids are being raised by the world through unmitigated internet access rather than spending time with the family and in-person interactions outside the school. Nick, let me tell you where that comes from. How many of you all read to your children multiple books consistently every day. If you don't do that, that's the reason why they spend more attention on TV and in YouTube and in other places. They want your attention. But you, not you, Nick, but I'm just fo focusing on those who are watching, you will sit there and tell yourself, and I love it, as a children's book author, MikeBrownsBooks.com and thank you Shanice for your donation as a children's book author I have my whole 36 plus books set up all $5 a piece and then I'll have parents come up to the thing hey son, hey daughter you know, what kind of book do you like fuck now granted I get why you're doing it but I have never walked into a college class or even a high school or a grammar school class. And then a teacher asked me, hey, Mike, what type of math book do you like? No, we were given the books. Hey, what type of reading book do you like or history book? No. 
We were given suggestions in terms of what to read. We were allowed a lot of latitude in certain cases as to what to read. But when it came down to the core curriculum, we were told what we were going to read. And the teacher taught from that. And we learned from that. But the reason why you allow your child to have a lot of choice is because you'd rather them read something they like so you don't have to read to them because you didn't do it early. You didn't teach them the value about reading early. So now you want to wait until they can comprehend and speak to you. Well, and I get it. I'm not mad at you, but I want you to understand. I understand why you do that. As an adult, we are beings that like to receive the communication that we give. And so that's why you wait until your child can communicate with you so that you can get back what you're giving to them as reassurance that you're doing it right. Instead of understanding the brain is taking in what you are showing, putting out there and distributing. That's why I have my daughter's exposure comes before comprehension. And we say that every day. So they know I am teaching them at five and four to be teachers. To be teachers. If they don't know nothing else, God forbid if I die tonight, exposure comes before comprehension and they can clap it out sound it out because exposure comes before comprehension that's how the brain works expose them to the lessons that you think they may not understand because the more they hear it you know what i have my daughters doing like early in the morning sometimes i have them doing five plus five is ten they may not know how to get to it, but guess what they know? Five plus five is 10. I'm exposing them to the order, the operations before it even makes sense. That's good. You said, Cause I thought I was like being too strict teaching my daughter to do like at least 10 math problems in the morning, read for 20 minutes in a day, like that was her routine since she was about five years old up until, and it's like, it got more of a time, like, and the teachers used to say, oh, she couldn't read that that fast. I gave her the uh, Jackie Robinson book and she read it and they was like, really? Oh yeah. And they, cause they kept saying she didn't read that that fast. I said, I believe she did. I don't think you you uh, can listen to someone who's reading in silence. Absolutely. Like, you can't, you know. So then it's like, as she got older, she started helping children and teaching them how to read. So I understand. Sherry, I understand. Sherry you got a perfect point. This is messing up tourism, and they want this brush under the rug as fast as possible. That's why they ain't going to get no justice. It ain't going to happen. The U.S. State Department already said, we're not aware of any crime that was committed 
Come on now. Now, you know if somebody neck and broke and back has been broken, in that context, you do the death investigation nine times out of ten, you're going to find that this occurred because of some blunt force trauma. Come on now. You know that's a homicide. But guess what? What you just found out, parents, is it is what the government says it is. If the government says it's not a homicide, what you gonna do? Force them to prosecute? Boy, this Mexico. Mi corazoncito es el luto por tu amor. You better get some aventura, baby! Entiende? What's that drink they talk about so much? Hey, uh uh-uh, we ain't gonna have no, no. I was just saying, it's like no. it's promoting them. No. And it's like it's foolish. I, I, I knew what I was saying. I knew what I was saying and what I was saying when I was saying it. We ain't gonna, sure, go, sure. We ain't gonna go that route. No, I knew what I was saying. I know what I'm talking about. Save your channel. All right. I'm just saying. Save your channel. Hey, my channel. Boy, you trying to. All the time you're going to have Chicago's next mayor, Louis Garcia, try to come to me talking about some, hey, Mike, we got to talk. Hey, I'm not talking to Chewy in that manner. Hey, um. Nice um, to meet you, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, Chicago mayors, they're, uh, they're Boy, interesting. Hey, hey Louis Garcia going to be the next mayor of Chicago. Watch my word. You heard me say it tonight. What's his Boy, name? Hey, Zeus. Garcia will win. He will win. He'll be there. All right. Last couple comments, and then we out of here. The tower time. And you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. The best thing to teach God's word. And I'm going to leave it there. Because I already know what channel that is. Hey, hey, tower time. I got a proposition for you. I hope you're still here. I need one of those cards. Hey, I'll pay you. I'm a children's book author, and I know you all got one of those black cards that got the thing, and you put the literature in there. I want one. I need one for my books. Where can I get one? This is a place that's... This is a Jehovah's Witness on here. I want it. Mm-hmm. I want that card. It's black. It's got nice wheels. Like you go off-roading with the card because you got a witness everywhere. And I love it. I need that card. And I know y'all make it. And it's a secret. I want to buy it. What's your price? Yes. I, I want to buy I'm serious. You y'all got some retired witnesses who don't want to witness no more work in the administrative office and they got old cards in the crib. And I said, Oh, Mike. you said you're not a Jehovah's. All right. Hey, you don't know what to ask. You don't know what to ask. But as a follower of Jesus, do you know a Jehovah's Witness? Do you know a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> oh, he said, I can find you one. Hey, 
773-644-5000. That's my name. I'm serious. I want to buy one. I will pay the Jehovah's Witness. No. I will pay the higher price because I'm not a witness. I know the Jehovah's Witness discount. I don't want the discount. I'll pay the full price. I need it because it's the perfect thing for me to go out with my children's books. And I'll put a session for tracks for Jehovah's Witness just because I, I support you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, it sounds funny when I'm saying it, but I'm dead serious. Okay? All right, here we go. And no, I did not watch El Mundo. All right, hey. I'll what is yeah, I'll leave your contact info in the description. Outstanding. Thank you, Tower Time. Oh, that would mean the world to me. I promise it would. Because it would help me be able to move around with the books. And oh, I could do so much. Just like that. Not you. But you get what I'm saying with the books. It'll, you get it. You know what I'm talking about. All right. You know what I'm talking about. Thank you very much, Shanice, for your donation. Always wonderful. Always, always, always. Thank you very much. All right, y'all. Who has been a great show? It's been a great show. Everybody that commented, love y'all. Promise. Miss Kiva, come back. It's been amazing to have y'all here. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate you. Sherry Italy. I hope all of y'all subscribe either to Instructor Life or go to Dan I Wish I Knew. I'm putting more content there. That's why you see this. When we talk about firearms, you're going to see the instructor Mike branding. But this wasn't that night. Tonight, we was going to talk about this situation, and that's why it's branded like this. Okay? If you missed the whole show, you can watch it again, or you can catch it on my podcast, right? Or you can catch it on my podcast, On the Mic with Mike. On the Mic with Mike. It's anywhere where you can find a podcast. I will upload the episode. You all have a wonderful night. Please like, comment, subscribe, all that great. Thanks, Don't I, forget those resources. Yeah, contact. I still want uh, And that way I can get you those journals that you and your daughter can start, you know, journaling stuff because that's where you're going to see the real value is when you see how many lessons you're actually teaching. Okay, thank you. Because I ask parents all the time, I ask parents all the time, you got an issue that you're dealing with, where are your lesson plans? And I'm not saying that to make a person feel bad, it's just a question, where are your lesson plans? Y'all want to say no manual for parenting? No, you just are not planning. Oh, my daughter's. Oh, she's interested in boys. <laughs> That's not a new thing. That's. It's not new. You're you're just brand new. It's new to you. So, come on, let's do the work. Thank you. You gentlemen taught me a lot. I was listening, not just laughing and talking. I really was listening. Oh, I know Thank you, you were. so much. I know you were. Keep a log so you can backlog. Outstanding. You're correct. Trisha Conley, last one. Values must be taught at home. You can't expect your enemy to love you enough to teach you how to learn how to love yourself. Thank you very much, Trisha. 
for the final word, and we are out of here. All right.